Hello, Hopper Nation. Welcome back in. It is December. We hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. We took the week off, but we are back with some bets. Seth, how you doing? Uh, good. I'm ready for champ week, Chuck. We, we skipped last week and flew right up to championship week for college football. Sad, sad it's coming to an end. The college football season this year is fantastic. We have an interesting interesting playoff picture now. now definitely not what we thought um, coming into the year, for sure, with Michigan and Oklahoma State's knocking on the door. Yeah, I mean they have a they have a pretty realistic chance of, of making it in this this year, which would be cool to see. Just a ton of parity this year in college football, which is which is fun. We've been asking for that because it's been Bama, Ohio State, Clemson every year for the past five or so years, and now we got some new some new blood in there. So hopefully there's the things go the right way this weekend so that you know we get some new blood in the in the college football playoff. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Cincinnati makes it, our boys. Um, I know we'll talk about them a little bit later. Um, but let's just let's just dive straight into which game you're looking forward to the most. Not necessarily a pick or a play here, but just which game you're excited to watch. Yeah, yeah, I don't really have a, a bet on this game. I think I think you do, and we'll talk about it later. But, you know, it's got to be the, the Bama-Georgia game. Um, just so much on the line for for that game. Um, I know we if we want teams like Cincinnati or Oklahoma State in, we kind of need Alabama to lose because if if Alabama wins this game, um, them and Georgia are basically locks to be in, um, in in some order. So, and then Michigan if they beat Iowa, that would be a lock. So it's just the the most impactful game in terms of the playoff picture. If Alabama loses, it it opens up a spot, and if Alabama wins, it closes off a spot completely. So. Super impactful, two super good teams. I think Georgia should take care of business, but you know I'm never going to bet against Alabama. Yeah, that, that's another. That's a game that I'm looking for. I think that's just the game everyone around the country is watching. Um, and I'm I'm hoping Alabama loses because if it does, I mean I just want to see some some other new teams in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, plus, I I don't think Alabama will win, but you never know. Another another game that I'm not I'm not throwing any bets on this game, but I'm excited to watch it. Um, you mentioned it earlier before we even went on air. Um, the over under seventy one Pittsburgh Wake Forest the ACC. I guess like, how many years has it been since Clemson's not been in the ACC championship? Uh, we were going. I forget if it was seven straight or this was going to be the seventh. So either six or seven in a row. Chase, well, I'm I'm excited. It's going to be someone else this time. I know you're probably not. But um, we got our boy Kenny Pickett. It's for forty touchdowns. I'm ready for him to air it out against uh, Wake Forest. So, but to to the picks, to the favorite picks. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off with um, the game on Friday, the Pac-12, uh, a rematch of two weeks or two or three weeks ago. Utah and Oregon. Utah's favored by two and a half this time. That's the same that they were favored last time. I think it was actually three. I think it was three. So they're the same. Again, except this is a neutral say played in Vegas here. But um, I actually like Utah again, and I'll tell you why, Chuck, and to the to the hoppers out there. But Utah's defense, rush defense exclusively, and their front seven is fantastic. They're 12th in the nation in sacks, the 24th in rush, de- rush defense. Oregon operates on the ground. They have the 18th best rush off- rushing offense in the country. However, the last time these two teams played out in Salt Lake, Utah outrushed Oregon 208 to 63. That is very one-sided. I really don't I think this game will be more even. I don't think Utah is going to blow them out, but I think Utah will win this game. So my pick for this is Utah money line 
which will be parlayed with something later. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, when I first saw this, I didn't really have a, a, a huge feel. I definitely like Utah, and Oregon's definitely a little one-dimensional um, running the ball, and I haven't I haven't loved Oregon ever since they lost C.J. Verdell. Um, they had him in that Ohio State game earlier this year, and I thought he was kind of the, the lifeblood of Oregon's offense. So not super high on Oregon, but also this could be a revenge spot for them, you know, just because the, these two teams played a couple weeks ago, and Utah just trounced Oregon and, and smashed their playoff hopes. So... You know, for for that I could see Oregon, but but definitely on paper it looks like Utah's the better team. Yeah, I, I watched that Utah Oregon game and Oregon just seemed to give up halfway through the game. Um Brown, their quarterback, you like you could see just the way he was throwing the ball and his receiver's reaction to his throws. Uh, you could tell there was some turmoil there. So I'm also throwing the little emotional side into my picture. I, I just don't think they're together as a team to go and beat a Utah team that has been playing very well in recent weeks, especially the offense, defense, and special teams. So I'm taking Utah money line and I'm pairing it up with Oak State money line against Baylor. Again, another rematch of earlier. Oklahoma State beat Baylor, I think, 24 to 14 last time they played. And these two teams, I mean, the Big 12s known for having terrible defenses. But these two teams have some pretty decent defenses, specifically Oklahoma State, their third in total defense. Baylor's 40th. Oklahoma State, I didn't know this, found this. Oklahoma State has the lowest third down conversion rate allowed. They're allowing they're letting opponents convert third downs at 24.7%. That's absurdly low. But that's the lowest by, I think, at least four percentage points. By a lot. And then Baylor's 12th at 32.1%. So we got some good defenses, I think, in the Big 12 here. Um, And then the one thing that stuck out to me, um, which kind of almost made me lean Baylor here, was the turnover margin. Um, Overall, throughout all regular season, Oklahoma State's even turnover margin. 14 takeaways, 14 giveaways. Baylor, plus 8 turnover margin. 20 takeaways, 12 giveaways. But 12 of those were against Oklahoma State. Or, I mean, three of them, not 12 of them. Three of them were against Oklahoma State the first time they played. Um, and they haven't really faced any other great defenses other than Oklahoma State. Again, I'm not saying Oklahoma State's like great defense other, like compared to like Georgia. Like Obviously, I think Georgia's better. Um, but, I mean, Baylor, anytime they, they really haven't stood out to me in any game. They beat, Ohio, they beat Iowa State by two, who Oklahoma State lost to. Uh, but then they lost to TCU, and then they lost to Oklahoma State earlier. So I'm not taking the points because I think this is going to be a very close game. I'm thinking like a three to seven point victory for Oklahoma State, which is why I'm not taking the five and a half because that's just right in the middle. So that's why I'm parlaying it with Utah money line, a little plus money parlay, and uh, two favorites to start off uh, champ week. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent with you on on this one, Seth. I I love Oklahoma State here. Don't like the number, like you mentioned, but uh, you mentioned I think that's a terrible number. I hate that number both ways. Yeah, they, they put it right in a in a pretty good spot. Um, they actually played, you know, I know Oklahoma put up thirty three on them last week, but there was a kickoff return for a touchdown in that. A couple, you know, sloppy errors on on Oklahoma State's part. So I'm not reading too much into that. Oklahoma State's defense is for real, like really for real, um, giving up less than 300 yards per game, less than 100 yards on the ground per game, which is actually pretty good. 
And uh, Baylor likes to Baylor likes to run the ball more than fifty percent of their yards um, this season have come on the ground on average. So they like to run the ball, and I think you know trying to run against the Oklahoma State team is is probably not a factor for success. Um, I think Baylor's quarterback's actually a little banged up, who's played all all year. So look out for that as well. So I I definitely really like Oklahoma State here. So I'm going to take the money line as well, and I know there's not a ton of value there, so I'm going to parlay that as well. And uh, I'm going to parlay it with Pitt money line. I know you talked about that game as, as something you're excited for. Um, should be high scoring. These two offenses really play well. Both both teams average 42 points per game. So two great offenses going up against each other. This is one of those shootouts that could probably go either way, but I'm gonna, I think Pitt gets this done here. Um, they have the better defense. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Can't, who, who's going to get some stops and create some takeaways? Um, and I think, I think Pitt can do that. Pitt has a pretty good run defense. Um, you know, I was, I was there when, when Clemson played them and Clemson needs to run the football to be effective and, and couldn't get much going on the ground against Pitt. So pretty good run defense in, in Pittsburgh. Um, and Sam Hartman, the quarterback, likes to run around a little bit, so I think they can kind of slow him down from doing that and make him throw and kind of force him into making a couple mistakes. And I, So I think the team that wins the turnover battle is going to win this game, and uh, I think that'll be Pitt just because their defense is, is a little bit better, has the edge. Um, so I'm going to take Pitt money line parlayed with Oklahoma State money line. Um, again, a, a, a favorite parlay for championship week. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at that game, and... I, I, I mean, I watched the Wake Forest Clemson game, and that's why I'm staying away from this game. It's just the Wake Forest defense, I feel like, can just get exposed so easily. And if they have a couple turnovers like they did um, against Clemson, like you're saying, it's going to be whoever wins the turnover margin because it's going to be so high scoring. You get behind one or two touchdowns, I don't think you're going to catch up um, because neither neither of these defenses are, I'd say, elite by any means. So um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see a little air raid that night. Very excited. Yeah, and I, I will say another point I wanted to make. Pitt's, Pitt's been in this spot before. I know, I think my freshman year of college, I went to the ACC Championship, and Clemson played Pitt in the ACC Championship. So Wake hasn't been here in a while. Big spot for them. Um, obviously, two losses in the last four games, so they're kind of trending back down to earth, while Pitt's won, won four in a row, so they're trending in the right direction and, and have been in this spot before. I think they're the, the better coach team and the more experienced team. Um, with Kenny Pickett, a senior and a Heisman candidate at the helm, so uh, look look for Pitt to win this one. New ACC champion in the midst. Hopefully, hopefully we have a new SEC champion as well. Um, next game, talking about we got Georgia and Alabama, big one. Um, and I got a two play teaser here with this game, and then Houston Cincinnati. We're gonna tease both the overs. The Georgia Alabama over is forty nine and a half. Tease that down to forty three and a half. Houston Cincinnati's at 53, and she's down to 47. So we're taking both overs here, and here's why. Georgia Alabama, blockbuster of a game. Georgia's defense has been phenomenal. Alabama's defense has been hit or miss. Now, the, the combined, so total points allowed. Georgia allows 6.9 points per game. Nice. That, I think that might be the first time I've ever seen that before. Like where it's that low at the end of the year. That's. Insane. Um, Alabama allows 20. Um, but both offenses average um, over 40. Georgia with 41 and then Alabama with 42. I just don't see this game 
staying low scoring. I think because Alabama is the best offense that Georgia has faced or will face. Um, Georgia has not played a solid opponent since when? I mean, the last five games have been Georgia Tech, Charleston Southern, Tennessee. I don't count Tennessee as a good opponent. Missouri, Florida. You could argue Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas. And they gave up 13, 10, and 0. And I don't think any – Kentucky doesn't have a good offense. Auburn's offense instead of does. And Arkansas just got worked. So I, I think Alabama will be able to put up points against Georgia. At least I'm, – I'm saying at least 14. And I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout. So I'm taking Georgia to score probably about 30. And then Alabama to score 20. So it takes the, that covers the original over and the tease over. So I'm feeling like a 30 to 20 type game. Um, for Houston, Cincinnati, uh, both these teams have played SMU, Tulsa, and ECU, which were the three uh, like other top teams, I guess, like with a winning record in the ACC. And all of those games went over 50. So that's why I'm taking the over 47 there. I think these teams, like when they play big games, they score, but then the other teams score a lot too. Both offenses are good, both defenses are good. Like you said earlier, they're very similar on paper. The only difference is Cincinnati's played a couple teams, and then Houston has lost to the one good, good in quotes, Texas Tech team that they play. Um, so I think both these games are going over. Um, we kind of touched on this. I don't really love Cincinnati minus 10 and a half. Um, I think it's a lot. I think this is a one-score game. Um, and then Georgia-Alabama, I'm just afraid to bet Georgia and then be heartbroken double. So that's why that's why I'm taking the overs in both of these. Yeah, I definitely definitely like those point plays. Um, concern that Alabama won't be able to score on Georgia a little bit. Um, I watched that that Auburn game. What a what a crazy game that was. And Bryce Young gets if you if you get pressure on Bryce Young, he gets uncomfortable like like big time. So I think I think he's still showing that that freshman in him a little bit. And uh, Bijan Robinson banged up. Don't know if he's going to play this game. Um, not that they'll be they would be able to run the ball much on Georgia anyways, but definitely being down to your backup running back trying to run the ball on Georgia is going to be a tough spot. So we'll see. I, you know, I never count out Nick Saban and Bama to get his players ready um, to go. And obviously they're going to have to score if they want to even compete or win the game. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm just staying away from that one completely because I just – Bama hasn't looked good, but that doesn't mean that they won't just get up for Georgia because that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah. And talking about your next one, I'm going to – I'm going to do something that really hurts me just because I feel like I have to. Um, final Jaeger bomb of the year. We went 7-2-1, and one, I think, so far against the spread. Didn't have a pick last week. Um, Should have because I think I would have been right on my uh, Jaeger bomb last week, but took the week off. Uh, I'm going to take Houston plus 10.5. It's, it's the one game out there that I'm like, I, I love the dog to cover. I think this number is too big. Um, I think the, the line's throughout championship week are pretty well set. Um, other than this one, I think it's too big. You you hinted at it earlier. On paper, if you look at the side-by-side team stat comparisons that ESPN gives you, Houston and Cincinnati are identical um, in terms of points per game, points allowed per game, total yards, yards allowed. Um, and even the edge is Houston's defense. Houston has a pretty solid rush defense. They, they allow less than 100 yards per game. 
um, rushing. And Cincinnati obviously likes to run the ball a little bit. Um, Desmond Ritter on the ground, uh, but like like to keep it on the ground and, and kind of out-muscle their opponents. They might have a little bit of a tough time doing that against Houston. And I know I know Cincinnati's the better team for sure. They have that 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 win against Notre Dame is looking more and more impressive every week because Notre Dame just keeps keeps winning as well. Um, so I, I know they're the better team, but I think this number is just a little too high. I think Cincinnati comes out, knows this is a big game, but this could be like almost like a bit of a letdown spot because they know they have to win. They got to this point. They're finally they've been talking about this game all year. Um, so maybe they start out a little slow. I know they had a, they had kind of trouble with some teams earlier this year with, with, you know, games against Tulsa and Tulane starting slow. So I think if they start slow and Houston's got a pretty good offense, you don't want to start slow against Houston. So I think if they start slow, hopefully they still pull out a win in the second half. Um, but I see them winning by seven or eight, not more than 10 and a half. I think that number is just a little too high. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this is going to be a seven, um, seven point game. Plus you get that, you get the hook at 10 too. They're giving you ten and a half. I take like I really like that. I, we love Cincinnati here. Big Cincinnati fans here. Yes. Props. But ten and a half in in that type of a game, I can easily see Houston covering. And then the other game that we have not mentioned at all is the Big Ten Championship. I just want to throw out there. I think that eleven is too high. I think so. Yeah. 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 And and here the I only I'm only going to say a couple of reasons why actually really one Michigan is ten and two against the spread. Ten and two. Yeah, that's insane. That's incredibly good. I was seven and five, but I'm a big fan of the law of averages, and I feel like they don't cover this game purely because they're ten and two against the spread. I know statistically that has no bearing, but I just feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like Iowa is going to make again. You get the hook at ten and and eleven is a push. You can even buy the half a point, and go to eleven and a half. I think Iowa like shows up for this game, and again. 43 and a half is the over-under, so it's, it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. Um, so it's going to be a matter of how bad is, is Iowa's offense. So I'm not, I'm not going to bet it, but looking at that number, the, the plus 11 is, is enticing. So if I, if I were to place a bet there, I, I'd take Iowa. Um, but I, I, that's a game I'm honestly probably not even going to watch because I feel like it's just going to be super boring. Until yeah. like the fourth quarter, I'll turn it on in the fourth quarter if it's close. But like that game is just gonna be super boring to watch. Yeah, I mean Iowa's defense we've talked about all year is just definitely a potential to be low scoring and if a low scoring game. You you value buying some points there. Um, so I don't I don't hate that play, especially because it's got to be Michigan partied so hard after that Ohio State oh, win. That's like the definition of a letdown spot. Yeah, like. Because they're, they're second in the rankings now. Everyone in their head's like, oh, Michigan's going to be in the playoff. And it's like, you still have to play Iowa. And granted, I mean, I hate them because what they did to me against Wisconsin. But they're not bad. There's a reason they're there. They're, they're in the Big Ten yeah, Championship. I mean, there's still a decent enough football team where they could be a Michigan team who really has just surprised people this year. And, I mean, at no point... In this entire season, did I ever think Michigan was going to be the number two team in the country? Yeah. Never. I thought, I mean, they lost to Michigan State, and I was like, okay. Um, but I, I thought for sure they'd lose to Ohio State. I was wrong. Um, 
But I, I they just never struck. And I've, I've watched a couple of the games. I know I talked about them versus Nebraska about like a month ago or so. Um, they covered that, but they didn't look, you know, like a number two team in the nation in that game. And the games that I've watched, they don't look that good. Um, so maybe they'll surprise me here, but I, I kind of expect it to be a close game going into the fourth. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not touching it just because I don't want to bet on Iowa's offense, but but yeah, that if you, if I had to bet the game, that that is definitely the side I would take. Yes, agreed. In agreement, love it. All right, but, uh, so that wraps up our championship week preview. I think we hit on like pretty much all the games. Yeah, I mean, we we left out the. You know, let's, let's just run through run through the rest of them. The picks. Uh, we got San Diego State, Utah State. You know what? I'm going to take Utah State here for no reason. I, just, I'm going to take it. I was kind of looking at that too, honestly, um, when I was trying to find a Jaeger bomb that didn't involve picking against Cincinnati. Um, so I'll, I'll do it too. All right. Um, and then we got App State and Louisiana. This is, a, this is one that like I kind of wanted to look deeper into um, just because Louisiana completely demolished App State earlier in the year. And App State's favored by three. Um, but App State's been playing a lot better, and Louisiana is kind of not played as well. I mean, they're they're undefeated in conference play, but they only beat Louisiana Monroe last week by five. Uh, Georgia State a couple weeks ago by four. Arkansas State by one. They've had a lot of close games, and I feel like App State and if they play uh, a close game like that, so not going to touch it. But I I'm, I would take the Raging Cajuns to win. I guess you could say it's an upset because they're they're currently three point dogs. Yeah. Um. Good. I was looking at that one too because I just was a little surprised. You see the you see the team ranked twenty four being an underdog, and you're just like, hmm, that's interesting. But I'm going to go with, I think App State. I was I was looking into that a little bit. I wasn't confident in it, but I think I'm going to go App State um, minus minus three in that it's one. At, it's at Louisiana though. It's at their home field. Oh, it's actually like a home field game. Yeah, because uh, some ball they just play the conference championship at the highest. So that's that's only. That's kind of crazy then that they're they're saying that just seems wrong to me. Yeah, they're basically saying so App State is six points better than Louisiana. We're, we're looking at this live. Is someone injured that we just don't know? Maybe. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll post, if if we look deep, we'll look deeper into that. And throw something on the gram or something because that that seems odd to me. The more I'm looking at it. Um. Hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. Just we'll, we'll post something on that. Um, and I think that's that's the last game that we didn't talk about, right? Yeah. So we we hit all we had all the big ones, but we we just had a couple yeah. couple smaller yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, we hit every other one. Okay. So wrapping it up, the two two parlays this week we're taking Utah money line and Oak State money line, um, and then we're taking team two team teaser here with a over forty three and a half Alabama Georgia, and then the over forty seven Cincinnati Houston. I'm taking Pitt money line and Oklahoma State money line. So me and Seth both big on Oklahoma State this week. And hate to do it, going against the Bearcat bandwagon, picking Houston plus 10.5 as the Jaeger Bowl. Hey, just picking them to cover, not picking them to win, picking them to cover. Yeah, I could, I could be double happy. Yeah. That would be great. I love double happy. Double, everybody wins. Yeah, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Well, following, following a, a big Saturday, moving to Sunday, NFL, not – I mean – I'm gonna be honest. All my energy was on championship week, so I, I don't have a ton of plays here. I know you. I think you said you had two. Yeah, I got two here. Okay. Um. So I'll I'll get started. Um. 
I'm going to go Chargers-Bangles as my first first game I want to talk about here. Um, big game for both teams, uh, very very alive in the in the playoff race. We're getting into the, like, starting to look at the playoff picture and saying, okay, these teams have this remaining on their schedule they need to get going, or this team's definitely out of it and whatnot. So this is, we got championship week on Saturday. We got grind time in the NFL, kind of the last month, last playoff push here. And I like the Chargers. I, these two teams had very opposite weeks last week. The Bengals just blew out the Steelers 41-10. to And uh, the Chargers had a bit of a letdown going into Denver and losing by 15 to the Broncos. Um, but I think these teams are, like, pretty similar. I mean, if you just think about it, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, two young quarterbacks who have been playing super well, both decent offensive lines, decent running games, great weapons on the outside, okay defenses um the chargers are pretty vulnerable against the run and i know joe mixon had a big game last week against pittsburgh so i could could watch out for that a little bit but i i basically think these two teams are pretty much equal and the chargers need a win and the Bengals are coming off a huge a couple of huge wins actually because two weeks ago they beat the raiders by by about 20 um so i think this is a Bit of a letdown spot for the Bengals and a bit of a get-right spot for the Chargers. And I think three points is just too many. I think I would make this a pick Um And I think three points is probably just because the Bengals are at home. But I don't know how great their home field advantage is, if I'm being honest. Um, so I'm going to take Justin Herbert and the points plus three. I think that's just too good a value to pass up. Yeah, um, I like that, and I'll tell you why. Uh, like you said, you were talking about how they're pretty even, and they are for the most part. They have very similar play styles. However, the Bengals are third to last in the league in uh, completions allowed, while the Chargers are sixth. So a lot more combos um, against the Bengals secondary than the Chargers secondary. Um, so that comes down to you know third down 10 for the Bengals to take the win. Um Najah, I'd have way more confidence in Herbert throwing that third and ten than Burrow. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm with you on the Chargers there. I'd probably buy, buy up a point to three and a half or even four and a half um, and then throw with a, a money line somewhere else like that. I'm pretty sure the Cardinals are going to beat the Bears. I think we're, we're all pretty yep, that's fair. on that. You just throw a money line there and then you're even money at Cincinnati or Chargers plus four and a half and then Cardinals money line. You'll get a good money there. Uh, but yeah, I like that pick. Excellent pick. Yeah. Um, so so next, I'm gonna kind of do a little teaser action here, and uh, take the the Vikings tease down to minus one, and the under at fifty two and a half. Uh, so Vikings coming off a, a kind of a tough loss to the the 49ers last week, but I think they're they're a team that's kind of trending in the right direction. Like if you look at their last four weeks after that. That kind of bad Sunday night football loss to the Cowboys without Dak, but they went into Baltimore and honestly probably should have won that game. Went to LA Chargers, won that game. Green Bay came to town, they beat them, and then they went to San Fran and played them pretty close. So the Vikings are playing really well, especially offensively. They scored over twenty seven points or over twenty six points in all those games, and the Lions are just going the opposite direction. They sh- they should have won that game against the Bears against Andy Dalton. Um, Andy Dalton threw for a ton of yards on him. They they made Andy Dalton look like he should play over Justin Fields uh, going forward. So the Lions' defense is is in shambles right now, and uh, so I just think there's there's no way they win this game. 
the Vikings, this it's kind of a they're in the seventh spot right now in the NFC playoff race. So you know, thinking about the the playoff picture, they they need this win. They can't afford to lose to the Lions, and they kind of had their scare where the Lions almost beat them earlier in the year. So I think the Vikings go into Detroit, and you know, it's a pretty easy place to play in a dome, and just kind of put up a ton of points on them. And then why I'm taking the under fifty two is I don't think the Lions are going to be able to score if you look at their last you know, four, four games as well. They've put up 14, 10, 16, 6. So just really offensively, they haven't been able to do much. I know the Vikings defense isn't fantastic, um, but I think DeAndre Swift is not going to play in this game. And he's such a big, like he's probably the only offensive weapon that the Lions really have at this point. So that's kind of a tough guy to, to be missing um, in this game. And I just think they're not going to be able to score many points. I put them you know, max 10. I think the Vikings get up to 30, but not much more. They're not really a team. Um, I know Dalvin Cook's not playing, so I don't think they're a team that's going to put up a, a shit ton of points on the Lions. Um, I see them in the 30 range and the, and the Lions in the 7 to 10 range. So that should be an easy under uh, for that one. So I think this is a lock of a teaser on Sunday. Yeah, every week I look at the Lions. I'm like, is this, is this when I throw the Lions money line play? Yeah. Uh, I said that to you today. You're like, no. Do that, I was like, okay. Uh, it's going to happen one of these days. It's going to happen. I know. It's Let's look at their happen. schedule. They're, they're going to get a win at some point, right? I would hope. For Dan Campbell, I'd hope. Well, yeah. And Dan Campbell's calling offensive plays right now. Like, does he have any experience doing that? Like, I, I don't know if that's the best idea. Um, I think they win in either Atlanta or Seattle. Yeah, I guess. Um, but that's, that's tough. They go to Denver. Yeah, definitely tough. They host the Cardinals, they go to Atlanta, they go to Seattle. Seattle's a tough place to win, then they host the Packers. So, I mean, I don't know, that Falcons game seems like the, the best spot. I feel, but... like, I feel like they, I, I'll throw two Lions money line bets, and it's, one's going to be at Atlanta. If they don't win that, I'm doubling it down and throwing Seattle. Because <laughs> right. I think they win one of those. Yeah, that's where it has to I be, it seems like. Yeah. Um, I actually have one NFL play, um, and it's uh, divisional game, big rivalry. We got the Steelers and the Ravens. Baltimore is favored by four and a half. Um, I think Baltimore is going to absolutely annihilate Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh coming off that terrible performance uh, against um, Cincinnati, and I, I really don't think they get it going. A Ravens team that came off a terrible game against the Browns and a game against the Bears where they won by three. They're I would say this is a bounce back spot for the Steelers, but the Ravens have also not been playing well. Look, Lamar threw yeah. how many picks? Three or four? Four. four yeah, four interceptions against the Cleveland defense, who's good. But the problem is Pittsburgh is the allows the fifth most rushing yards per game. So I feel um, Baltimore's they're not going to have to throw the ball. And no one, I was I was watching uh, I was watching First Take the other day, and they were saying that like no one fears Pittsburgh. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, they're not good. Yeah. Like, Ben Roethlisberger can't move. The defense isn't intimidating. Uh, they got TJ Watt, but that's that's really all they have. Um, and I feel like you're going against Lamar and the Ravens team that are trending upwards, while the Steelers are trending downwards. Granted, it's in Pittsburgh, but I think I think Baltimore wins this game again. I think this is another blowout. I think Pittsburgh's back to back blowouts, like thirty to thirteen or something. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm gonna take the Ravens straight up at minus four and a half. I I like it. The only the only reason I wouldn't is just because these rivalry games are are usually pretty close. But but I do think that Lamar, 
needs to get right game, and this this is a good spot for it against. And you mentioned T.J. Watt. I don't think he's even going to play this game. So the Steelers' defense is super vulnerable um, right now. You know, obviously Cincinnati exposed them pretty bad last week, and even even the Bears were able to put up twenty seven points, which I think is honestly the most points the Bears have put up all all season. So um, Steelers' defense not not in a great spot right now, and and look to. I, I like Lamar to, to, to kind of get back on track. He's been kind of struggling, at least last week. Yeah, I mean, the past three games for the Steelers, it was the Bengals 41-10, to 10, the Chargers 41-37, to 37, and then they tied the Lions. Yeah. So, I mean... They're, they're I mean, going down. They're, like, they're, yeah. they're, they're trending downwards, and I, I don't think they're going to get it back against the Ravens. I really don't think so. Yeah, all right. So. I like that. So that, that wraps up our football segment for the night. Um, I know, Seth, you got a couple hop the hoops plays. We've sometimes done this as a separate episode, but we're going to just lump it into this one. And uh, so let, let's hear it. Let's wrap up the show with uh, some some hoops. We have quick transition to hop the hoops. We got three plays, one on Friday, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Um, first one on Friday, this is probably my favorite play out of the three. Um, we got Kansas at St. John's. Um these two teams, top 20 in scoring. Uh, Kansas is 18, St. John's is 8th. Uh, the one thing that's sticking out to me, though, and this is where I think it's going to be a pretty wide um, spread of the game, um, not according to Vegas, but what's actually going to happen. Um, Kansas is the 20th best team in like turnovers. Like They commit the 20th fewest turnovers. St. John's is 307. Like there, there's only like 50 teams who commit who turn the ball over more. They turn it over 16 times a game on average. And Kansas plays at the 48th fastest pace of play, so you know they're gonna you're, you're putting a team who turns it over like in the top 90 percent, and you're telling them to play at like a double the pace that they normally play at. That they will turn the ball over at least 20 times. Kansas is gonna get a ton of fast break points. Kansas is fifth in field goal percentage. Um, so I, I really see this as a great opportunity for Kansas to put a lot of points on the board, which is why my, my two plays, I have two plays in this game. Um, I'm taking Kansas, whatever the number comes out to be. I'm thinking it should come out somewhere between 8 and 12. Like if it came out of 10, I wouldn't be surprised. I think 10 is probably right. Um, and the over-under, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking 146, 147, and I'm taking the over there. Uh, just because Kansas, Kansas is going to be able to put up a lot of points with St. John's turning the ball over. And St. John's can also shoot the ball, like I said, 8th in scoring, 15th in field goal percentage. Um, and they're also, they also have the 122nd in field goal defense. So, I mean, pretty average all the way around on defense. Nothing's going to stop Kansas. So, taking Kansas to win double digits and then over 147-ish. Again, the lines aren't out yet, so I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. But that's what I feel like it's coming out at. So that's what we got for Friday. Saturday, we're going two teams that, uh, two schools that I actually got in. I got into both of them, but I chose one, and I'm picking the other in this one. So we got SMU, or Vandy at SMU in basketball. Vandy actually does not have that terrible of a basketball team. Unlike their football team, which is gone. <laughs> but both, both teams are kind of opposite. Like SMU has a much better offense than their defense, and Vandy actually has a pretty good defense compared to their offense. Um, Vandy's five and one. SMU is six and one. SMU is six and zero at home. Um, these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Actually, I kind of expect this line to come out pretty shallow. 
around four and a half to five. Uh, but I'm going to take SMU here. Vandy uh, has really struggled um, against these opponents scoring the ball, just against like you know actual teams that aren't like the community college of the blind from like Iceland. <laughs> so I'm going to take Vandy to not score enough to keep up with SMU's offense. I'm going to take SMU. I think it should come out like minus four and a half, minus five, maybe up to minus six. But I'd honestly take them all the way up to about minus seven and a half to minus eight. So that's that's my play on Saturday. SMU up to minus eight, eight and a half um, against Vandy. Um, and then moving on to Sunday, I just want – because I this game flew under my radar. Um, Arizona State played uh, Washington State a couple days ago. And I just want to read you the box score real fast. So I'm, I'm going to pull it up. Give me a second, because this is just fascinating to me. What what trans like I, I had to double check the uh, the score to make a little halftime score. Like I missed something. Yeah, here it is. The final score of a college basketball game in the Pac-12 was fifty-one twenty. That was the final score. Arizona State shot. 21%. They went 12 for 57, and they went 3 for 26 from 3, and 2 for 8 from the line. Just probably the worst college basketball offensive performance you will ever see. Like it, was, it was terrible. It was at home, which is even worse. So, on Sunday, we have Arizona State against Oregon, a team that has really underperformed. They lost to BYU and uh, St. Mary's. This game is at Oregon. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I don't even care what it comes out at. It shouldn't be too high. Uh, but both these teams are really struggling, I feel. I mean, Oregon beat um, UC Riverside by six. Uh, they got smoked by Houston, lost by double digits to St. Mary's, lost over about 20 by BYU. Um, and Arizona State, again, their defense isn't bad, but their offense is terrible. So I really see this game being a very low-scoring 55-60 uh, type game. Um, so anything under one, anything under one thirty, taking taking it. So that's my play for Sunday. Whatever the under of the Arizona State Oregon game is, I don't really, I can't really predict that one, just because I think these two teams are so strange in the way they play. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the under in those. Two. So recap: taking Kansas um, double digits up to about minus ten, minus eleven against Johns and the Uber. Uh, then we're taking SMU a half against the and then we're taking under ASU Oregon, whatever it comes out at. And that's Hop the Hoops. All right, love it. Love those Hop the Hoops plays. Uh, stay tuned for more of that. And uh, got a ton of football plays wrapping up college football this week. So more to come, but lot, lots of good action this week. We are not short on action, so that, that'll be fun. Hey. After this week, it's it's bowl season, baby. We'll have to we gotta we'll be putting out a, a bowl season special. A little little bowl mania, hop hop the props bowl episode. Mania, baby. Oh yeah, we love bowl mania. Oh man, I I'm, I'm excited to just watch some sports, man. Just gets me going. Really, just nice. <laughs> I'll be working Friday and Saturday night too, so I'll just be at work just checking this out. It'll be great. Yeah, really excited. All right, Hopper Nation, hope you have an awesome weekend watching some sports. I know me and Seth will, so thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Enjoy.
Champ Queen Hoppers. We'll see you next week. Later. Bye.